0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons
0: begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up, never surrender. This... Is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Your grade is the average of all your quizzes, plus the midterm and final, which counts for one third. Got it? Also, uh, there will be no eating. E A T I N G. No eating in this class. You get used to doing your own business on your own time. That's one demand I make. Just like you wouldn't want me to come to your house some evening and discuss U.S. history on your time, understand?
2: Yes, sir.
0: This guy's been stoned
1: since the third grade. Yes? Yeah, I'm registered in this
0: class. What class? This is U.S. history. It's in the globe right there. Really? <laughs> <laughs> May I come in. Oh please! I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell oh, ring and all my kids are not here. Sorry I'm late. It's just like this new schedule's totally confusing. I know that, dude. Mr. Spicoli. That's the name they gave me. you ripping my car. Yeah. Hey, bud, what's your problem? No problem at all. I think you know where the front office is. You dick! Bob Seska! Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. Bob Seska Show!
3: Bobby?
1: hello bob uh-oh i didn't like the sound of that sound
2: god damn it
1: i uh i'm a little worried we're gonna have technical problems today all right uh well we've got a hurricane bearing down on uh on florida right now so we better do this we better get started
0: Come
1: on, it's Wrong. <laughs> I don't know why that was in there either. Jackie Schechner, hello.
2: That song is way too upbeat for the way I feel right now.
1: <laughs> now you're <laughs> we were just talking before the show. Your uh, your parents are are in uh, southern uh, uh, Florida, and they are now officially in an evacuation zone. So what- yeah, well,
2: I grew up in Miami, and uh, I went through Hurricane Andrew in '92, and uh, these things are no joke. Yeah, and uh, my my parents are no longer together. My father lives on an island in the water, so he's going to go inland to a friend's, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but my mom and her guy are also on the water. Yeah. And uh, even though they're in a now mandatory evacuation zone, they're not going to go anywhere, which I, you know, look, I understand. Mm. uh, I'm sure they're thrilled that I'm airing their laundry. Um, (laughs) I understand because it's hard right now. I mean, there's the roads are packed. And there's no really where to go at this point. There's no flights out, uh, and Miami uh, is at the end of the peninsula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know you're going to get on the road, and you're going to mm. sit in traffic, and you're not going to move. And so, so where are you going to go? I mean, it's not like you can you can go in any direction and get out of the state. You're you're pretty trapped in Florida for hours and hours and hours. So oh, yeah. I, And they don't know where the storm is going to go. So if you go north, you could get trapped in it anyway. Um, you know, so I understand the idea that they feel secure where they are, um, but I think this is going to be unlike anything anyone's seen before, and I, I worry that as bad as Andrew was, and knowing what Andrew was, that if this hits where they think it's going to hit with the intensity it's going to hit, that, that we're going to have problems.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically going to chase everyone from southern Florida is is going to be just chased right up the panhandle because the way it looks right now, is, God, I saw a map, the. Uh, eastern part of the state which is the atlantic side they're marking that in terms of a forecast in terms of how irma is going to hit that area they're marking that as catastrophic which is just is terrifying i mean that was the word that i saw on the news not 45 minutes ago catastrophic with the damage on the rest of the panhandle as being severe uh, the peninsula, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the what is it? What did I? Oh, the panhandle, the panhandle. is the piece.
2: Panhandle the internal part. The
1: yeah. Panhandle's okay. That's the mainland part, and then that's the peninsula. Okay, so never yeah. mind what I said about, before about the panhandle. It's they're going to chase them right up the peninsula, and so uh, that that looks horrifying, yeah. and. You know, of course, I Buzz Burbank is in uh, in the Tampa area, which is the western side. North. Of, yeah, yeah the, of the peninsula, which is much farther north. So, you know, they may be obviously less uh, impacted by Irma up there, but you know, we don't know. I mean, that's the the whole thing. It's a, it's a g- big giant question mark in terms of how a Category Five storm is going to ravage a state like Florida.
2: Well, here's here's the dangerous part of this, right? Is that Andrew hit at a Cat Five? Yeah, uh, this has been a Cat Five for days now. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's intensifying hurricanes. And I mean, look, you grow up in, in South Florida, you learn this stuff at an early age. And Category 5 is the highest it can be, and it intensifies over warm water, yeah. uh, and it's been sustaining over warm water. And as it continues to barrel through, it's not going to get any weaker. Um, the, the danger, I think, at this point, um, I, I worry about the storm surge, uh, but I also worry about this wind. And what you've learned over the years, if you've been through these things, is that you know, if a wind gets in through a, a door or a window, uh, it can take the roof off a house. Oh, yeah. Uh, very quickly. And so uh, if you're in a building, you're probably more secure. But I don't know what happens if the wind gets into the interior of a building. I just I don't know what kind of damage that does. And I'm not so sure that we know for sure what what can happen, because I don't know that we've seen anything uh, in some of these areas this strong. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of a crapshoot in that regard. Uh, and I'll tell you, somebody went through Andrew like I was in a house We were in the closets because you got to stay in an internal room um, where there are no doors or windows. Oh my God. Uh, And it sounds like a a freight train. It really does. It sounds like you are sitting uh, in the middle of two freight trains roaring by. Uh, It's terrifying. And then you uh, emerge when it's finally over to find what looks like a war zone. I mean, it is, it is terrifying. It is devastating. I, I can't even wrap my brain around what it's like in Houston to have that endless rain where it was rising waters. I think FEMA is stretched to its limit. Yeah, I am concerned uh, as to what's going to be available after this hits. Um, And I don't feel like we have someone uh, running this country who is capable of managing this kind of disaster and wrapping his brain around anything remotely coming close to this. So all of that compounded uh, has me in a state of anxiety that is hard to express. <laughs> well,
1: and and obviously so. I mean, this is uh, this is kind of terrifying seeing uh, what what could potentially happen here in the video that we've seen so far from some of those uh, those outlying islands that have already been hit. It's just seemed like the wind was so powerful that it was literally disintegrating the fabric of existence. They were like, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that it was just, I mean, trees just peeling out of the ground and flying Uh, horizontally through the air Uh, just one scene after another like that I I couldn't even believe what I was looking at because I don't think as you said I don't think we've seen anything that has been this powerful and this massive threatening the American mainland Uh, maybe since I mean obviously we've seen some powerful hurricanes recently but but nothing quite like this and 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 it is it's a real crapshoot. You don't know because there's there's always a possibility that you evacuate your house and you go driving to higher ground and you end up on higher ground that ends up getting hit worse. Or right. you, you evacuate your home and and your home is okay and everything turns out okay and you evacuated for nothing and then you end up having a hard time getting back to your house because other areas are hit, and you can't get through those areas, whether there's traffic or there's obstructions, there's uh, uh, all kinds of debris in the highway. And so you really end up, I mean, as we've been seeing with Houston, you end up as... Uh, basically a, a displaced person, a homeless person like looking for a way to get back to your house. And there's just simply simply no way. And there's no one really to help. I mean, ultimately, no, I mean,
2: that's the that's the problem. I mean, the good thing is it brings out the best in people in terms of neighbors helping neighbors. Yeah. Um, but there's no you can't count on on help. Other than that, because you just don't know what resources are going to be available. Yeah. And if you've got the National Guard deployed in Texas and you're, you've are you got people on standby in Florida, but then you've got the federal government coming in and, and expending its resources. I mean, the aftermath of Houston doesn't go away overnight. I mean, they're still grappling. Yep. Uh, this could, I mean, we're talking about major metropolitan centers that are in the eye of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not... This is not an outlier. This is this is major metropolitan area. Yeah, we're talking
1: like, Miami, Orlando, Fort Daytona, Fort yeah. Lauderdale, Tampa, Clearwater, Saint Petersburg, Fort Myers. Yeah, it goes
2: up it goes up that coast and we're in deep trouble. And yeah. that's that's what I'm worried about. And then you get into other states, right? I mean oh, yeah. it ravages Florida. It, it'll weaken but when we're talking about a category 5 and it weakens to a a 3 like it's still a hurricane yeah. you're not talking about a rainstorm you're right. talking about a hurricane with maximum sustained winds over 75 miles an hour yeah so and is... I, in
1: fact on the map that I was looking at where they showed the catastrophic zone along the eastern edge of the uh, the the peninsula Stop
2: saying that word you're freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> well
1: i'm, I'm sorry uh, but i mean the fact is is that Uh, The further north you go, obviously the tornado weakens, but they're showing those bands of color in terms of the the danger zones all the way up in North Carolina and and Mm -hmm. Virginia. And so, yeah, this is something that's going to zip its way right up, maybe right up the coast, uh, the east coast of the United States. It could hit mainland and the eye is over. Uh, the uh, the peninsula and then shooting right up through uh, Georgia and the Carolinas. I mean that's a possibility too. I mean there it's 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 endless when you start to look at the paths, the possible paths, and they're showing all those squiggly lines, and it could go anywhere. And that actually augments the panic. But it's important, I think, to know these things because we all have to plan, and we're all getting our information from similar news sources. So yeah, uh, I mean,
2: look, when you got Donald Trump and Rick Scott in charge, like,
1: I mean, there's a whole political side to this. (laughs) that we need to get into uh because that's just it i mean we're talking about uh party control and when we saw this in texas too where there's so much there's been so much deregulation of business that um you know and actually i have a good question for you along those lines uh since andrew haven't there been new rules put in place in terms of construction and making things more hurricane proof is has that been a thing in florida
2: Yeah. So after Andrew, there were new rules and regulations that were put in place in terms of construction to make sure that the infrastructure was more solid and could withstand hurricane force winds. Because when Andrew came through, it wiped out whole communities down in Homestead, for example, where there were some shady developers and Mm -hmm. the standards weren't uh, anything that, that could withstand those sorts of winds and rains. So yeah, I mean, things that are built closer to modern age are uh, definitely structurally more sound and are built to those specifications. So there's the upside in that. But I... I just don't know what this storm is going to bring and I don't I don't think anybody does but when you've got guys at the National Weather Service and and it uh, the the hurricane center saying they haven't seen anything like this before and it's yeah. such a you know you look at these satellite images when these storms are so well formed and so tightly wound um, and I know it's sort of a funny thing to say but they are they're like it's a tight, it's a, tight, it's a very uptight they're, they're, storm. Basically, they're the storms uh, are
1: like trump's hair it's basically. a very
2: uptight storm yes. yeah um, you know but when it's when it's that fully that well um, and it's the spiral is that tight Mm -hmm. and the eye is that well-defined i mean that's an intense storm and it's been that way for a while it's not like it's just created that right so you're talking about something that's got some real power and strength behind it and i you know, you just keep an eye. I mean, I'm going to be a, a nervous wreck and a ball of anxiety for the the next few days until this thing passes through.
1: Yeah. And you were commenting on Twitter about how, uh, the president's behavior towards this hurricane is driving you oh, bananas. I'm going to lose
2: my, yeah. 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 He just, <laughs> I'll keeps... save you the bleep, but I'm going to lose it. Like if he keeps, if he keeps treating this like he's watching a, a NASCAR race and, and, uh, you know, commentating on it, I'm going to lose it because he's, he's like a giddy four-year-old like, Oh, Oh, it's a rainstorm. Woohoo. Biggest yeah. I've ever seen. It's like, the most tremendous I, storm ever. I yeah. can't. I can't. I watched the, there was a press availability this morning too, where he did the same thing. Like I got weather guys to tell me it's the biggest storm they've ever seen. Like, I don't need you to keep saying that over and over again. Like, tell me what you've got in place to yeah. handle the aftermath of this and what kind of money you're going to make available. Because other than that, I'm not interested in anything you have to offer.
1: Yeah. Here was the, uh, here was the president this morning.
0: We have a lot to discuss, including the fact that there's a new and, seems to be record-breaking hurricane. It's very, very tremendous. Record-breaking.
1: It's record-breaking,
2: the most, <laughs> it's a record-breaking the most, hurricane. It's the
1: most <laughs> tremendous hurricane. Yippee, I can't wait for the hurricane to show up because it's huge. It's very, very great. It's very enormous. And I love this hurricane. It's the best hurricane. The, I have the best hurricanes. Tremendous uh, hurricane.
2: Tremendous hurricane.
0: hurricane. Oh, God. Heading right toward Florida and Puerto Rico and other places. We'll see what happens. We'll know in a very short period of time. But it looks like it could be something that will be uh, not good. Believe me, not, not good. good. Not good. Not good. He, and he believe in a, me believe me.
2: Believe me, not good.
1: Oh God. You know, I've just taken to uh to doing this voice, I, keep, I I found myself just going absolutely crazy whenever he starts talking. I start mocking him by going
0: ashyba jibba, jibba doo Because
1: when you look at right. when you look at Trump and you you put his uh, put the audio on mute, like mute your TV next time you see Trump, and it always looks like he's going ashyba jibba shibadoo shibashibadoo jibba shibadoo shibadoo. And this that's my that's my thing. I just go just relentlessly mock Trump now by not even what... saying words. I just say gibberish. Yeah,
2: well, I think it's hard. To... <laughs> For me to understand and, and any thinking person at this point, how you can listen to him and not know that he's just fumbling. Yeah. It's hard to watch him and have any other takeaway, uh, other than the fact that he has no idea what to say and yeah. he's just stumbling <laughs> around in his own head. Because right. when you say things like not good, believe me, big storm, like this is not a man who's got coherent thoughts.
1: No. No. So he's
2: just vomiting words, no, and and and, and to, to watch him and think he's got any grasp at, uh, over what's coming out of his mouth or what he's trying to say, like, that to me is what's so disturbing. Like, the man who's the president of the United States is dumb as fuck. Mm, yeah yeah he's an idiot
1: he has no insight i mean it's not like he doesn't have the national weather service providing him or you know nasa or the pentagon or all of these places that have uh, weather services attached to them he doesn't have he pretends like he doesn't have all of this information at his disposal instead it's just like it's gonna be not good believe me not good Oh, that's the best you can do you know i (laughs) i can look at a map on cable news and say wow that looks not good. Then again, I'm not the president. I am not I don't yeah. have all of this additional information not at my disposal. but to...
2: we will see soon. I mean <laughs> really like Florida, Puerto Rico and other places. Yeah. I mean I, like what what kind of moron are you? Yeah. I mean this that that's what's so not good, we'll see in a few days. I mean, I, I will say this, that I was out this morning and I ran into a woman who is probably one of the sweetest, nicest women I've ever known. Um, we're, we're casual acquaintances, she is a total sweetheart And she said kind of on the slide of me, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't ever wish bad on anybody. She goes, but if this thing flattens Mar-a-Lago, I'll be thrilled. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, I mean, (laughs) Mar-a-Lago is in the path. I mean, Mar-a-Lago is right there. It's, it's in the. Catastrophic. Zone. Yeah. On the map. And, uh, not that I'm I'm certainly not hoping for Mar-a-Lago to be destroyed, But this is one of those things where you you get everybody (laughs) out
2: of there. (laughs) There Get everybody out of there. No, I'm serious. Evacuate the people. I don't. But destroy that because to me, Mar-a-Lago is like the epitome of everything that's wrong with this human being. Yeah. It's. It's opulence. It's it's access for the rich. Vulgar. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's vulgar. <laughs> it's it's uh it's a, it's an expenditure of taxpayer money that, yeah. that is is in excess. He uses it as a as a getaway from everyday people. They hire foreign workers when there's perfectly good American workers <laughs> who'll take the job. Like yeah. you know, it's it's everything that's wrong with this man. I would love to see it. Everybody safe and clear. Like in an ideal world, no workers, nobody there, it's safe and clear, and the hurricane just comes through and Smushes the
1: place. Yeah, the that the only nice. place Trump has already called for it. He's already called for just the walk in freezer where they keep the uh, the big beautiful chocolate cake. That's got to be. <laughs> make sure to board that up. Board up the the, oh, the chocolate the big cake freezer. Chocolate. Yeah, we got to b- make sure to protect that against the hurricane. Everything else is fair game. You know, we just got to do this <laughs> oh one thing, uh, and and maybe that that room where he wrote the uh, he allegedly wrote the State of the Union address And that that oh, gaudy yeah. awful room with that desk like his and everything. Crayons. Yeah, maybe, that, right. That's the room. The that Crayon should be,
2: version of the State of the Union.
1: That room should be destroyed just for the propaganda of it all. But you know, uh, speaking of propaganda. You know, making matters worse, as if Trump's uh, pronouncements about the hurricane weren't tone deaf enough, Rush Limbaugh has now turned the hurricane, Hurricane Irma is now a liberal conspiracy, according to to Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh says that that the hurricane and the reports about the hurricane, especially when Donald Trump says, it's not going to be good, believe me, not good. These are all part of a uh, conspiracy to emphasize the climate crisis. This is all a big hoax to make it seem like the climate crisis is worse than it is. Here's Rush Limbaugh on his uh, show. I believe this was yesterday.
0: That uh, climate change is creating more hurricanes and stronger hurricanes and, of course... When Harvey hit, it was the first hurricane that had hit in 12 years. There haven't been more hurricanes, and there are no more. uh wait
1: a minute! That is wrong. wrong. That is absolutely wrong. 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 <laughs> wrong. Wrong. That is wrong. That is absolutely. He said that <laughs> that is the first hurricane that's hit in 12 years. That's what Rush Limbaugh what? just said, which is, of course, horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Right. Here we have, uh, here's a list of all the hurricanes that have hit since uh, Katrina. Of course, there was Katrina, there was Hurricane Rita, that was a Category 3 storm, Hurricane Wilma, Hurricane Humberto, uh, Hurricane Dolly in 2008, made landfall as a Category 2 in Texas, uh, Hurricane Gustav in September 2008, tens of thousands evacuated before the Category 2 storm hit the Louisiana coast. Uh, Hurricane Ike in uh, September 2008, Hurricane Irene in September 2011, Hurricane Isaac in, in August of 2012, a, ga- a deadly Category One storm again hitting the coast of Louisiana. Hurricane Sandy, I mean, for God's sake, you think Rush Limbaugh would at least remember Hurricane Sandy because it hit New York and North Jersey and it was mm, a disaster? They called, I mean, they call it Superstorm Sandy, the largest Atlantic system on record. Slammed into New Jersey. Deadliest hurricane to hit the Northeast in in 40 years. The second costliest in the nation's history. That's one of the ones that uh, that, uh, Rush Limbaugh in his addled state seems to have forgotten. Plus, there's Hurricane Arthur. Hurricane uh, Hermione. What is it? Hermione? I guess maybe that's one. I don't know. That's Hermine.
2: That sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds
1: made up, too. Uh, and Hurricane Matthew, and then we have, of course, Hurricane Harvey uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So Lim- Limbaugh's full of crap here, but let's continue. Dangerous than any others
0: in previous years, but doesn't matter
1: because the bias is... You know, talk about swooping. He sounds like he's always taking a crap now. When he's on his show, he's like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Hurricane... Uh, Irma is, of course, a conspiracy
0: for the uh, uh. built in. So there is a desire <laughs> to advance this climate change agenda. And hurricanes are one of the fastest and best ways to do it. You've got to accomplish a lot just by creating fear and panic. You don't even need the hurricane to hit anywhere. All you need is to create the fear and panic accompanied by talk. That climate change is causing hurricanes to become more frequent and bigger and more dangerous, and you create the panic and its mission accomplished agenda advanced.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, there you go.
0: So that's Rush what I don't
2: understand. What is the benefit of trying to disprove climate change?
1: Yeah, there is no benefit. That's what's insane about this. You would think at least, but they're they're too partisan for this. But you would think at least. The insurance policy of it. Well, we don't know. We're unsure, even though the consensus is 97% among climate scientists, which is higher than the consensus on smoking causes cancer. That's it. I mean, it's more certain that the climate crisis is happening than cigarette smoking causes cancer. That's where we are and they're denying it. And and again, you would think that they for at least the insurance policy like maybe we don't know, but let's just let's address it just to be on the safe side. But they can't do it because it's the it's the left and they want to troll the left. I mean, that's again, it's entirely about trolling. That's what this is. Yeah. All about there's no policy agenda anymore. It's just doing the opposite of the left to make the, the left go crazy and they You know, they succeed sometimes, but... It just
2: seems so silly to pick something like climate to be partisan about. Like, those are... That's the oddness. Like, I I can't understand if you have, like, a a fiscal disagreement uh-huh. uh you know if you if you have a, a religious objection to abortion i don't know i mean i you know i'm i'm on the progressive side of things obviously but there's some things i can understand where people's fundamental beliefs are different yeah but to pick a fight over climate change like i it i mean it seems to me like that's such a a losing battle and and such a strange way. It, it just surprises well, me. I mean, uh, I know I know why it happens. I guess, but it just
1: surprises well, especially me. knowing that we're in it now, Jackie. I mean, yeah. we're in the, we're in the center. Of, we can watch it happening. It's not something that's going to happen in the distant future. I, I think the yeah. way it's presented sometimes is presented along the lines of, well, you know what? In a hundred years, we'll really see the no, 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 no. It's happening right now. Yeah, All these crazy. It. I mean, the w- entire West Coast is on fire. Have you seen? The maps showing the smoke plumes stretching across the United States from the wildfires on the West Coast alone. I mean, the West Coast is on fire. The East Coast and the the central part of the country are getting ravaged by monster hurricanes. What more evidence do we need? And it's just, they're able to flummox it just by saying, well, it snowed
2: in Boston last winter, so I guess there's no
1: more global warming. You know, yeah, weather
2: and climate are not the same. Exactly. Like it's not the same thing. Their day-to-day weather is not the same thing yep. as the impact of climate change.
1: Right. And what happens in Rush Limbaugh's backyard is not the globe. Oh. The globe is <laughs> much larger than what happens in, in Sean Hannity's garage or whatever. You know, wherever, he, wherever he's seeing the, uh, the snow pile up, it's much more than that. Hannity Mm -hmm. and Limbaugh Mm -hmm. He, he Limbaugh continued by saying these storms once they actually hit are never as strong as they're reported the graphics have been created to make it look like the oceans having an exorcism just getting rid of the devil here in the form of this hurricane this bright red stuff I wish that not everything that involved news had become corrupted and politicized but it just has. Limbaugh uh, grousing about the politicization of the news is hilarious to me because he he's turning this he's turning the hurricane into politics. He's actually doing it himself by saying all these things. Okay, all right. it's yeah. been a, it's been a long time since I uh, I played a Limbaugh clip on this show, but this one was actually uh, and now so I feel important
2: icky and have to take a shower. Thanks. Yeah, well,
1: you know, look, this guy. Uh, is has has quite a few listeners. He's got a lot, certainly a lot of listeners in Florida. I don't know how many affiliates he's got down there, but I'm sure there's a Miami affiliate. I'm sure there's a uh, there's a uh, Orlando affiliate. I'm sure there are affiliates all over carrying the Rush Limbaugh show with thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people listening to the sound of his voice, saying that don't worry about Hurricane Irma. It's all a big liberal hoax, and that is going to people are going to. Die! Uh, properties are going to get destroyed because they think it's a hoax. Because they're not going to prepare themselves for this because of what Rush Limbaugh is telling them to do and and what not to do. Just absolutely insane, absolutely crazy. Why yeah. is
2: Rush Limbaugh the guy you want to emulate in life? Right?
1: I, yeah, I mean, good question. But I mean, that's Did we the we forget
2: it, the uh, the oxy addiction he had. I
1: mean, yeah. That's... Well, his whole his whole like his whole catchphrase is is mega ditto's. You know, like where his listeners mega dittos like dittos they they, they say all of his listeners call in and say mega dittos rush because what that means is everything you say rush i am dittoing in my head i'm saying ditto
2: i mean is there anything less like (laughs) less sophisticated what is he yeah like Like, ditto mega ditto that's like a, a saturday morning girl cartoon like Yeah, mega dittoes. Isn't that what Patrick
1: Swayze says in Ghost instead of "I love you"? Like, like you know,
2: ditto. I love you,
1: ditto, ditto. But
2: mega dittoes. I mean, that's like a line out of Mean Girls, and and that's an insult to Mean Girls. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. That's and that's been a thing for like twenty years on that show. I mean, and how brainless is that to actually have listeners who don't have a mind of their own and and whose entire uh, basis of opinion is just reflecting exactly what Rush Limbaugh says. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah, how. That's how smart and insightful they are. Yeah, whatever you just said, Rush. Yeah, okay. Hurricane Irma is a big liberal plot to scare yeah. people about the climate crisis, right?
2: We should create one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call up and go into it, Bob. Into it. <laughs>
1: into it. We just we just steal Rush's thing. Just say ditto. Just say ditto. Oh
2: no, me. that's just even too dorky for me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I know a lot of people aren't thinking about shaving right now because of the hurricane and everything that's going on right now. But
2: if there's one good thing to come out of a hurricane, it's not having to shave.
1: You don't have to shave. You can grow those Irma beards right now. Start, start growing your really long Hurricane Irma beards, guys. But if you don't want to do that, make sure to get yourself some Harry's razors uh, for when everything uh, calms down a little bit. You can pick up your Harry's razor delivered right to your door for half the cost. Of the big name brand razors, half the cost. Well, they of... deliver in a
2: hurricane. That's, That's right. That's the question. We it's... should call the Harry's people and ask them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Of course, it's important to get people their razor blades because you know, even in the even in the midst of a hurricane, because you know, you got to take care of your skin. You got to take care of your face, and you, you got to do your part to fight against the oncoming civil war beards. <laughs> seem to be so fun these days. But what I love about shaving with uh, products from Harry, Harry's Razors are the, among other things, the hefty balance handle that fits in your hand, the precision-engineered five-blade cartridges that come with a trimmer blade, a lubricating strip, and a travel cover. And, oh, of course, Harry's Rich Lathering Shave Gel. Make sure to use that with your Harry's razors. That's why they make it. Use both hand-in-hand or you get a great shave. It all started when two, two ordinary guys named Jeff and Andy got tired of getting ripped off on blade prices. One big company in particular relentlessly jacked up their prices and made a fortune while we all spent a fortune, Plus, Jeff and Andy wanted to fix shaving, so they started by cutting out the middleman. They bought their own factory, one that's been making engineered blades for over a century. So now they can ship top-quality blades directly to you. The result, quality quality products at your door for half of what you've been paying, half. And that's the Harry's story. Become a part of it. Jeff and Andy are so confident that you will love their products. They want you to go to harrys.com right now to sample their trial shave set for free. This is a $13 value, but all you do is uh, pay the shipping Sign up at harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Again, that's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. And because you listen to this show, Jeff and Andy will throw in a free post-shave bomb. It's the mother of all bombs, But only if you log on to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Again, that's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C.
0: The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> Bob Seska show presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: All right, welcome back to today's show. I don't going to go out. Jackie Schechner is here from InvestigateRussia.org, yeah. dot org, The Stephanie Miller show, and uh, tell me everything with John Fugelsang. How's I'm a busy uh, bee? Ha- <laughs> how's the Fugelsang doing today? I, you on the
2: I did. I did a show today. Yeah, uh, we talked about healthcare, but I'm I'm so distracted. I, and I my apologies to Fugelsang if I was. My 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 head wasn't totally in the game today, but I'm just I'm so distracted by this hurricane stuff. And frankly, we're ramping up the uh, the investigate Russia site, so uh, oh, that's that great. should be yeah. We're, we 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 were thinking Labor Day, and uh, now we've got some some stuff that's pushed it back a little bit. But I will say that the reason why is because it's going to be really good, and I'm I'm really excited for it. We we're expecting a launch in in probably a, less than two weeks now. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for this. I mean it's such a it's such a cool project. Um for those people who don't know, we're doing a um I won't take too much of your time doing my personal plug. Oh, but what okay. we're doing is a um the idea is all these Russia stories come out. I mean today's a, a good one, right? So Trump Junior testified uh, and closed doors. I think it was the Senate Judiciary Committee today. Yeah. Uh, and and so you hear news like this and then you'll hear news about the Facebook ads and you'll hear like all these little news articles and then that's mixed in with news about the hurricane and, and all these other things that are coming out. Um, and so what we're creating is a site where you go and you get all the latest news on Russia, the Russia investigation. It's all in one place. And then on top of that, there are bios of all the key players. Mm-hmm. There's a summary of all the investigations that are going on with like updated Notable notable developments. There is. Um an ongoing uh, compilation of uh, you know timelines and history pieces and just to give you like context, and then videos obviously and giving you context for all of this stuff yeah so if you see a news story it's aggregating the best of what's out there uh, and, and kind of pointing you in the right direction so that you can understand why this is important and why it matters and why we all need to be paying closer attention
1: absolutely and you know what just doing my own plug here on the on the heels of your plug I just yeah, sure. I, I just released a uh, my own reading I read aloud the entire <laughs> 35 pages of the Steel Dossier,
3: and, Ooh, and I, is it a I,
1: dramatic pl- reading? It was a dramatic reading. I was so dramatic. It was like uh, <laughs> it was like a daytime drama. I was just totally into it. And uh, actually, it's it's really not dramatic at all. It's so dry because I all I wanted to do was read the exact words on the page straight mm. on through all 35 pages because the the content itself is just is so compelling that once you actually start digging into the Steele dossier, it is staggering to see how well it lines up with a lot of the news that we've been hearing now. Like, for example, last week we were hearing a lot about Michael Cohen.
2: He's and, the witch polls guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's the, the same guy who's... Says who? ...saying that. And uh, and so Michael Cohen was... The news came out a couple of weeks ago that Michael Cohen was trying to contact Peskov in, in Moscow, and they were trying to do all these things through uh, Felix Sater. And then you read through the Steel dossier the fact that that uh, that Michael Cohen is all over the dossier and so is Peskov. I mean, Peskov basically comes off and this is the guy that Felix Sater recommended that Michael Cohen get into contact with. Mm-hmm. Peskov is basically... He's the,
2: the spokesman. He's the he's the Kremlin spokesman.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's the, the he's the uh, Sarah Huckabee uh, Sanders of the uh, of the Kremlin. He's the, the press secretary for Putin, basically. This is the
2: kind of stuff that our site has, by the way. Like, as you're reading this news, you can be yeah. like, I don't know who Peskov is and then you click on the key player link and it's like, here's a profile of Peskov.
1: Wait. It's, and- so valuable. so valuable to have that, especially because yes. there are so many names, and especially Russian names, which I had to try to pronounce on multiple occasions. I counted
2: six Sergeys, by the way. So far. <laughs> I know, there's so, so many far. Sergeys. Yeah. Sergey
1: Kislyak, Sergey right. Lavrov. Sergey Lavrov uh sergey i think there's ivanov i think there's Sergei a sergey Mag- ivanov yeah.
2: there's sergey Magnits- magnitsky Mag-
1: magnitsky yeah exactly right for the from the magnitsky act um so but long story short i read the entire dossier it's now posted on our band camp page for one dollar per download or you can go to our patreon page and sign up for one dollar a month and you get the uh the dossier plus uh, a lot more there too so uh, go ahead and do that if you want to hear the uh, the dossier, and you don't you don't have to sit and read it because I read it, and then all you had to do is listen. It's it's about the perfect length. It's about an hour and two minutes for if you have a about an hour long commute, you can get it done just on your way to work or uh, on your way to work and on your way back as well. It's 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 kind of dry, but you'll be uh, amazed by how much overlap there is between the dossier, which the Republicans are trying to say is because BS, but they you know it's. It's legitimate I mean there are a lot of things in there that have either not been disproven or have been proven so
2: well that's that's important to point out right it hasn't been um, it hasn't been totally verified by yeah. independent news sources and but you have to think about what it is yeah it, it, it's an intelligent it's a collection of memos compiled by a former British military officer who now owns his own company mm. who was hired to help in the opposition research. And the background on this is fascinating. I don't know how much of it you know, but so Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS hired Christopher Steele yep. of his own company to help with this because he started to to see that there was Russian money ties that needed to be looked into. Uh, and, and Steele went out and started digging into his sources that were cultivated over you know, decades of work as an intelligence officer, all of this information started to come to light. And Mm -hmm. I will tell you that Simpson and Steele continued the work without funding after the election because this was so important to them. Steele gave it to an FBI Uh, An FBI contact he had and said look this needs to go beyond partisan politics like this is really important and the FBI needs to know this. So Steele gave the memos to the FBI over the summer uh, and Simpson and Steele continued to work on it on their own. Because they just thought it was that important. It was originally funded by a Republican, and then the Republican lost interest when Trump looked like he was going to be the nominee, and Democratic supporters took over funding of it. Um, but of the of the uh, in, of the opposition research, yeah. And then Steele's memos were compiled into this dossier. But that's what it is. They're they're it's it's investigative. Uh, research and sourcing that this British intelligence officer did. So it's not a partisan effort. It's not a guy going out like looking for dirt on Trump from a partisan angle. I mean, he's British, for God's sake. It's not like he's an American (laughs) political operative. Right. Um, He was going out and cultivating his sources. And he thought this stuff was so damning and and dangerous uh, that he felt compelled to share it with the FBI uh, and then to continue to work on it Beyond the election. So he thinks that there's a there's a a national security, uh, a a strong national security uh, breach or issue at stake here. uh, And that's coming from somebody in the intelligence world.
1: Absolutely. And now we have Devin Nunes is back in the picture. And what he's trying to do is he's picking up where Chuck Grassley was kind of dabbling with over on the Senate side. Devin Nunes is trying to pick up on uh, on this counter narrative that they're trying to create, which is that it was the Democrats who were the the real colluders with Russia because of the formation of the uh, of the dossier like this somehow create. And it's and it's thin and it's not even going to work. But, of course, on the Republican side, they'll believe whatever their people say to them. So it's and they're already doing it. They're already trying to form. Uh, I think two different uh, excuses or two different end-arounds around the Trump Russia uh, probe, which is one uh, that it was the Democrats were the real conspirators here, and then the other one is uh, well, you know what? I've the other one has popped right out of my head. God.
2: Damn it. What is the well, other I
1: can, the other one is they're trying there's to
2: two. say? It's 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 one that there was there was, oh, it was they the, went deep, on the, the deep
1: state coup. That's the other one. Yeah. It's just they the it's on the
2: unmasking narrative. Yeah, yeah, there was this unmasking narrative. But but let's back up about Nunez for, for okay. a second. Yes. Because Devin Nunez so he's under ethics investigations for that whole weird trip he took to the White House to look at documents the White House provided him. And then he went to go brief the president on something that came from the White House. I mean, Nunes is all wrapped up in this. And he's supposed to recuse himself from anything to do with Russia. And he allegedly did. Although he's allowed himself to come back into the process. And I, I was listening to Adam Schiff talk about this yesterday. And and I think it was Wolf that was saying, you know, why is he allowed to do this? And Schiff said he's not. I mean, mm. it's, he's, he's recused himself, but he's kept himself in the mix, and he's keeping himself abreast of what the, the committee, the House Intelligence Committee, is doing. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to hand over control to Mike Conaway, and then he took the liberty on his own without consulting with the Democrats on the committee to send these subpoenas to Jeff Sessions <laughs> and to Christopher Wray, the head of the Jesus. FBI. But, I mean, first of all, you make a request for people to appear. Right. I mean, that's the first thing. And then if they don't appear, then you compel them via subpoena. But he just went ahead on his own and issued subpoenas and basically saying that he was going to hold them in contempt of Congress if they didn't testify about the role that the dossier has played in the investigation into potential collusion. I mean, it's such a far fetched Hail Mary, like attempt to, to pass and then run around on this. It's it's an intentional distraction. Um, it, it's not doing anything to further the cause of trying to figure out exactly how Russia interfered and what they'll continue to do moving forward. It doesn't do anything to secure uh, our, our nat- or to, to bolster our national security, mm-hmm. um, and and it's an intentional distraction. And he's not even supposed to be involved anymore. I mean, he's supposed to have recused himself because he's under an investigation by the ethics committee.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's so weird that he suddenly popped back up, and he's making a big deal out of it too, as you said, where he's now. I
2: mean, is it? weird i mean is it weird or is it the same thing with ron DeSantis who introduced an amendment to try to defund the Mueller investigation i mean (laughs) yeah they're all it's like trump is like scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to get people to help him in congress i mean these are the the shady people who are clearly manipulated who are willing to put their necks out for this guy yeah because it's it's a weird move if this guy isn't totally in the pocket of somebody but if he's still trying to stay relevant and and in the mix i mean he he started out shady he's continued Continuing to be shady I mean well, you should take a hard look at Devin Nunes
1: what this also does uh, Jackie is that it it gives uh, some fuel to people who are prone to well both sides are doing it so you know this is what this will do is this will undermine the credibility of the investigation yeah. just enough so that some people who are only vaguely paying attention will go yes. well it seems like both sides have links to Russia so I guess it's okay you know that's that's the, the thing that keeps me up at night that's that's the thing that scares the hell out of me, because it's those same people who are also the swing voters, the moderate voters who are just like, ah, nah, nah, they don't know anything other than to say, well, they're all a, a curse on both of their houses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, look, people. he's
2: intentionally trying to undermine. The good thing is the Senate Intelligence Committee is working on a bipartisan basis. Um, The Senate Judiciary Committee is pushing forward, uh, even though they weren't one of the original three big investigations, because the original were Senate Intelligence, House Intelligence, and Special Counsel. Mm -hmm. And Grassley uh, has kind of pushed his committee forward, so the Senate Judiciary Committee is doing some work on this. If the House Intelligence Committee, unfortunately, falls into disarray, and originally it was going to, they were going to, Democrats and Republicans were going to submit two separate reports anyway, and that's what it was looking like. It was not going to be a bipartisan joint effort. So if that falls into disarray, then so be it. I mean, I'm not all that worried about it. What I am most concerned about is what comes out of the Senate Intelligence Committee, and I'm concerned about what comes from from special counsel Robert Mueller. Like Those are the two, because Mueller's the only one who can bring criminal charges.
1: Exactly, and now we have this new dimension, which to me, this is probably one of the biggest stories that we've seen uh, maybe since Don Jr., maybe since the Veselnitskaya meeting. This story with Facebook is to me, Facebook could end up being that Jenga puzzle piece that when you pull it out, the whole thing comes down. This could be the, uh, I, I forget the, f- the French word, for, uh, passepartout, whatever the word for skeleton <laughs> so key <bless> is. <laughs> exactly right. It's, this, is the, this is the key that could potentially open up a huge amount of this investigation because we have Facebook finally admitting after many, many months, back in May, Time magazine reported that Facebook was uh, not, not selling advertising to you, but, but there were Russians buying advertising on Facebook to target specific areas of the country with anti-Hillary propaganda. Now, this was done uh, and, and reported on last May. It was done back in May of 2016. So it was a year later that it was reported. And then, uh, then, then Facebook at the time denied the Time magazine story. About that reporting, they No, no, we didn't. We didn't sell any advertising to anyone from Russia. That's that's nonsense. But now they have finally admitted, as of yesterday, that it accepted one hundred thousand dollars in advertising purchases via Russia, specifically about this election and and targeting with propaganda certain areas of the country uh, that are maybe prone to believing anti-Hillary. Uh, nonsense and disinformation
2: I think this is the tip of the iceberg on that I don't yeah. I don't I think a hundred thousand dollars isn't very much like I think there's a lot more there when you start digging around but I don't I will say that like this isn't I mean this is part of the reason we're doing what we're doing right is like yeah. this isn't new or surprising like we know we know that there were there was fake news that was pushed out on social media especially on Facebook I think we need to take a closer look at Twitter too um, and I think the the fact that there was paid advertising the interesting thing will, will, will be um, you know does the t- targeting, look, like the targeting that would have come from the Trump campaign. Yeah, exactly. That's what you need to look at, right? Mm -hmm. Does that coincide with the models that the Trump campaign was creating? Uh, Because that will tell you very much uh, who was behind it and who was working together. Russia itself wouldn't have that sophisticated a mechanism to be able to say, let's target these swing districts and these swing states.
1: Yeah, they would have to have someone inside telling them where we want to go, what kind of message we want to deliver. And and see, to me, this is, again, this is kind of like that, that... hitting that that sweet spot on the Death Star that kicks off a chain reaction and the whole thing yes. explodes. Yeah. Again, they can follow the money and find out, okay, so this entity, this troll farm in Ukraine or whatever, bought this advertising. Well, where did that money come from? And where did the... And, and then they start to dig into the, the people who may have actually been involved in purchasing. Yeah, to, well, where did you get the uh, targeting information from? Oh, this came from Jared Kushner or this came from Brad Parscale. Mm. Fr- right. the Digital Director of the Trump campaign, who by the way if if they haven 't already, once the special counsel and a grand jury gets their hands on brad Pascal or pa- is it Pascal maybe it 's Pascal. I- Brad Pascal, the uh, digital director of the Trump campaign, once they get their hands on that guy, he is going to fold. He is going to fold like a house of cards. He you think is gonna, so? Do you know yeah. him?
2: Do you know? You do. Uh,
1: well, I you know. I just get the sense that he's one of these guys who's going to try to guard his own ass. I mean, a lot of, in a lot of ways, these people are cowards, and once they're faced with federal imprisonment, then they're going, <laughs> then they're going to start to sing. I I have a feeling that some of these lower level guys. Have really nothing to lose by throwing Trump and 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 Kushner and all and Manafort and all these conspirators under the bus if they need to car- guard their own ass and keep themselves out of prison. It's entirely Pascal. possible. I, yeah, I get the feeling that Brad P- Pascali, Pascal, Pascal, uh, yeah, Pascal, uh, is one of these guys who once they start pursuing this opening at Facebook, it, I, I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling that this is going to lead back to Brad Pascal and and we have other information too. Uh, with regard to well, how do they target? Uh, the intelligence community has been looking into for quite some time now. How do they target American citizens with this propaganda? How were they able to know which districts to focus on, even down to which precincts to focus on? How did the Russians get this information, and how did the, what was the information stream back and forth between the Trump campaign and these these troll farms in in Russia? And that's going to lead us to uh, some people who are going to absolutely, I'm completely confident that some of these people are just going to uh, turn against uh, uh, Trump. I don't and- know.
2: My money's on Manafort or, or Sater. I mean, I, I, part of me, like, I'm, I don't know. I I think that Manafort, I mean, Manafort's got no moral compass. And well, he's yeah. got no real attachment to Donald Trump. Mm. And I think that he's got a lot of information. And I think ultimately he's going to try to save his own butt uh and i and i think that that's i mean i think he's got the highest level of information that's going to be the most valuable i i wouldn't be surprised if if Manafort comes out being the guy that that gives them the most in exchange for for some sort of leniency, oh, um, I totally he'll hide, agree. He'll hide the. I think we've talked about this before, actually. He'll hide the money somewhere, uh, and he'll and he'll sing like a canary. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Sater, Felix Sater will be will be beneficial to yes. them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are going to be a lot of people who are just going to uh, uh, turn against the Trumps and and start to reveal uh, what they have to, uh, to to prosecutors, and it's only a matter of time. And it's going to be on many avenues, as you said. It's it's not. Just going to be Brad Parscale, obviously. It'll no, be a... it'll
2: be the digital operation. It'll be the money. It'll be yep. the. I mean, I. I think. I mean, Trump's ties go back 35 years to Russian interests. I mean, yep. this is not new. Yeah. Uh, as we like to say, nobody knows this many
1: Russians. <laughs> and you know what? There are so many people involved in this. It's impossible to keep a secret that this that's this massive without someone.
2: They're not white people either. No, they're I mean, not. That's they're why not. It's... Carter Page is not the brightest bulb on the tree.
1: <laughs> no. Again, it's stupid Watergate for a reason. John Oliver is calling it. Stupid Watergate for a very specific reason, which we all see—it's self-evident. They don't know what the hell they're doing, and I think this uh, this Facebook uh, story is going to be uh, quite explosive in terms of where it leads the entire investigation. So I'm you I'm feeling right. I'm feeling good about that. And You were talking earlier about Don Jr. Now uh, he's basically confessing to the whole thing, and he has been confessing since the Vezelnitskaya meeting first came out. Basically said point blank. You know, it's funny. Tommy Laren tweeted at me the other day. You're like, "Where's oh, your God, evidence?" You know, the, I know. The same old crap. "Where's your evidence?" Well, I was like, "Well, Don Jr. confessed. I mean, you can yeah, look at his email." <laughs> an
2: email saying, I know. There's... Like, I'm happy. I mean, that's i he's like he's like, "I have never seen any evidence of collusion and nobody know I know worked with a foreign entity." Dude, you put out an email saying, "I'm happy to take your information that's part of the effort to help my dad's campaign." Like, yeah. We've all read it in black and white. What do you mean you, don't, you didn't collude? And you don't know anyone who colluded. You personally colluded and you wrote it down in an email.
1: Yep, yep. He said here to the uh, committee, he said, to the extent, and this is in a, his official statement obtained by the New York Times, to the extent they had information concerning the fitness, character, or qualifications of a presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, I believe that I should at least hear, for, hear them out, he said. But, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dep- what? D- what? It's all right there. I mean, to me, that's a confession. Then he continued to say, depending on what, if any information they had, I I could then consult with counsel to make an informed decision as to whether to give it further consideration. And then, you know, basically what this is doing is, uh, is this is setting up Donald Trump himself with another possible charge of trying to corruptly persuade... A witness into giving false testimony, which this is uh, specifically relating to the fact that Donald Trump personally helped Don Jr. Compose that initial statement where they were trying to say that it was all about adoption, which is is the Appalachian trail of this entire thing. The, the, <laughs> the big double entendre that doesn't yeah, right. mean what it sounds like it means. And, uh, and and this is again, this is another possible criminal charge where it's it's highly illegal to try to persuade someone into giving false testimony and that's what Donald Trump senior the president was trying to do with Donald Trump junior in in composing this statement and again this was on the way back from the the what was it the G20 that happened and then where there he were-
2: met with putin and talked about adoptions
1: yes yeah
2: yeah that i mean like talk about how stupid he is and all of the random thoughts running around in his brain they're like oh all the other world leaders noticed it was really odd you got up from dinner and sat down and talked to putin for like an hour yeah what did you talk about and he goes adoptions i mean dodo like nobody (laughs) believes that yeah nobody believes that
1: Right, and on, then on top of everything else, we heard from the the uh, New York Times a, a few days ago that the uh, the hacking effort of the yeah. actual uh, voter rolls and things like that was more extensive than than previously known, which is is in keeping with what we've all sort of been foreseeing, which is the fact that. As time goes on, we're going to learn more and more about the actual hacking of Election Day, where maybe yeah, they didn't change. I mean,
2: change... I don't know that they, yeah, they, I don't know that what they got into or didn't get into. Like, we don't.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we know at this point there's no specific evidence that they changed any vote totals, but they didn't really need to, because what they were doing is they were hacking the voter rolls and booting people out of their voter registration, which at the time, I mean, I remember even going back to the Democratic primaries, I remember hearing all kinds of anecdotal stories about Bernie Sanders supporters who tried to switch from being an independent to being Democrats in order to vote in Democratic primaries. And they go to vote that day, and they find out that their voter registration their their changed uh, party affiliation didn't actually go through in some way so it 's possible that that could have been part that could have been another one of the mul- many many active measures that uh that Peskov and Putin and all of these operatives inside russian intelligence
2: they're tinkering they 're tinkering they're yeah. trying to figure out where they can get in they 're trying to figure out i mean they 're doing it with our power grids now i mean this is they're, they're they're getting in and they're trying to figure out like where the holes are and and how they can how they can play around with the systems like it doesn't have to be an all out attack immediately i yeah. mean they they they're one of the the two big uh, hack attacks in the dnc was in there for a long time before anybody noticed they were even in there yep. i mean so it's it, it, these are not these these are patient sophisticated attacks right oh, these yes. are these are people who go in i mean their entire their entire job is to go in and kind of figure out how things are working and, and to kind of hang out in there and, and kind of mess with the system and figure out where the vulnerabilities are. And, like, this is... This is a long this is why why it's so important that we pay attention. Right. We are currently under attack. It's not just they came out, they mess with the voter rolls or they mess with the the election system uh, and then we're not going to see it again. Like we they they're in there and they're going to do it as often as they possibly can, because the entire strategy is undermining democracy and how democracy works. So if you don't have free and fair elections and things are tinkered with from the inside out, you sow the seeds of chaos. It's right in line with Putin's strategy.
1: Well, here's what uh, the New York Times reported about the, uh, the ongoing hacking effort. Uh, Beyond VR Systems, which was the uh, the, the, the uh, organization that ran the uh, voter rolls in uh, Durham, North Carolina that were hacked. Hackers also breached at least two other providers of critical election services well ahead of the 2016 voting, said current and former intelligence officials speaking on condition of anonymity, et cetera. Et cetera. The officials would not disclose the names of the companies. Intelligence officials in January reassured Americans that there was no indication that Russian hackers had altered the vote count on election day, uh, but the assurances stopped there. Government officials said that That they intentionally did not address, did not address the security of the back end election systems whose disruption could prevent voters from even casting ballots. That's partly because states control elections. They have fewer Mm -hmm. resources, et cetera, but have long been uh, loath to uh, allow even cursory federal intrusions in the voting process. So that's may that that's the roadblock why we really haven't heard. And besides, you know, I don't. I think there's a vested interest for the government not to tell us whether the election uh, was hacked itself, the election day returns, et cetera, the voter rolls. Uh, because also they also have don't... no paper trail. Yeah, you I mean, don't a have paper trail. A lot of tra- these
2: machines, there's no paper <clears throat> trail. It's a, it's an, a, you cast an electronic vote, and then the votes allegedly tallied as is, and and there's no paper trail. Plus, and that's, y- that's a very dangerous thing.
1: Plus, you're triggering people to want to redo the election, and there is no right, constitutional I mean, uh, yeah. maneuver. There's nothing in the Constitution about redoing any uh, presidential election. So there's no, there's no real but system gosh, in which I mean, to ex- actually execute a redo. So what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't change the. Uh, the election. All you can do oh. is prosecute the people who were involved, and I think that's what they're—that's what they're seeking. Oh, but it's I mean,
2: all it, suspicious and shady. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so without getting into the depths of conspiratorial uh, chaos, we have to kind of take <laughs> the the facts as they emerge and go from there.
1: Exactly. Well, we're going to take one last break, and when we come back. We're going to talk about my favorite story of the week, and then we'll wrap up the show right after these oh, words.
3: That's <laughs> At Bubble Genius, we know that it's a dog eat dog world, and sometimes all you've got is man's best friend. <laughs> We know you do anything for your precious pup. When he's a good boy, you give him his favorite treat. When he's gotta go, you take him for a nice walk. When he destroys your favorite shoes, you scold him, lament, and go shoe shopping. And when he eats God knows what and his ass becomes a dirty, stinking mess, well, we've got your backside on that one. You know that we bubble geniuses make fun, awesome soaps for people, but did you also know that we make stuff for your best friend? We've got dog soaps, shampoos, and conditioners that'll clean your disgusting doggy in no time and leave them soft, cuddly, and smelling super. And we don't stop with the stinking there. We also make Kismet, our flea-repelling doggy perfume that leaves your pup smelling sweet and dreamy. Doggy kisses leaving you offended at your pup's palate? Turn those sour smooches to sweet with Kiss Me, our all-natural breath spray for dogs. Works wonders on humans, too. Pamper your precious pup with genius products and more at BubbleGenius.com.
0: Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: All right, we're uh, getting close to wrapping up our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for supporting the show at uh, our Patreon page. All you got to do is go to bobseska.com and click the Patreon link. Go and support the show. If you subscribe at $1 a month, you get the dossier reading that I did. (laughs) I know, it's really exciting, isn't it? I'm going to do another one soon. I'm going to read one of the intelligence community reports soon. I think I'm gonna do the uh, the January intelligence report. It's only 25 pages. I'm thinking about reading that one too. If once you once you start digging into that one, it's really fascinating because it gets into RT, uh, that network, and uh, all sorts of propaganda efforts that were engaged uh, to skew the election. So, but I got to get to this, Jackie. My favorite story yes. of the week: Trump totally screwed himself he totally screwed the gop this is not going to work out well it's going to work out well for the rest of us because i'm glad to hear that the debt ceiling is going to be lifted or raised uh you know now i guess now and then again in three months or something like that they're going to do uh this deal that trump made with the democrats i i don't know what the hell he was thinking because (laughs) because i mean but basically what he's done is he's he's pissed off his base Mm-hmm. And we think of Trump's base at whatever it is, 35% of, of voters still support Donald Trump somewhere around there. Uh, those That's going to start to erode because really you have only about 25, or 20, I think it's 24, 25%, who still strongly approve. There's a, a, a gap of about 10 or 15% depending on the poll, of people who only mildly approve of Donald Trump. And those people are soft, and they will absolutely turn away from Donald Trump. And once you get down into the mid-20s, as far as approval rating, if it ends up going that low, that's when the I-word comes in. Impeachment. That's when the Republicans... Does
2: it? I mean, is that, is that their, bent, their kind of low mark? Or...
1: Yeah, I think they need to, because I don't think any Republicans, despite how badly Trump is screwing them over right now, especially McConnell and Ryan... I don't think they they want to go into a midterm uh, by walking away from Trump voters who they need to get reelected because, you know, a jihad against the Republicans now coming from from Trumpers could be disastrous for the midterms for the Republicans. They may be already baking that into the, the pie, though, so we, we don't know for sure. But what this does is, uh, in addition to eroding Trump's base, this deal that he's put together with uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi. Uh, He's he's pissed off McConnell and and Paul Ryan, who are the gatekeepers with regard to the word I just mentioned, which is impeachment. They're the ones who will control whether or not, at least under a Republican-controlled Congress, they're the ones who will decide whether or not to move forward. Whether the articles that have been introduced in the House will ever right. make it to the floor—that's that's Paul Ryan. Uh, and then uh, how a, uh, an impeachment trial occurs on the Senate side is going to be in the hands of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you know, and and Trump has rubbed their faces in crap by sitting right there in front of them. And, and cutting a deal with the the Democrats to raise the debt ceiling and approve the uh, Hurricane Harvey funding and, and so on. So that that is an astonishing. Well, his supporters turnover. will
2: support him even if he shoots somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. But raise the debt ceiling and yeah, it's totally awkward.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean. There is, though, like I said, there is uh, about 10% of uh, of Donald Trump's support that I believe is soft and that I believe will abandon him if he pisses them off too much. And uh, I haven't checked in on Breitbart today. I'm going to just go over and look in on Breitbart and see what they're doing about uh, uh, Donald Trump and right now it's uh, a lot have about Do you to
2: delouse yourself after you do that? I do, it's that, like in Shawshank that icky feeling? Yeah, and...
1: I get Kimberly Johnson comes in here and throws that delousing powder all over <laughs> me as, as I stand <laughs> here naked like Andy Dufresne standing in the, uh, you in the prison You guys have
2: some weird sex habits I'm not going <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, we involve delousing powder in our uh, sex life. Thank you. Uh... Oh,
2: speaking of, I saw this really. I don't know why it made me think of this. I guess because you said delousing powder, but I saw this thing on. I think it was on Mental Floss. Uh, why, why uh, people wore powdered wigs back in the day?
1: Oh, really? Is that it? It was. De- yeah.
2: No, they they wore the powdered wigs because syphilis caused hair loss. Sexually transmitted diseases oh, caused yeah. hair loss, and it was people started losing their hair, and <laughs> so to hide that. They would wear, they would wear the they would wear the wigs, yeah. uh, and then there was a problem with lice, and so they would have to <laughs> shave their heads, oh, and then put the wigs on. And it was easier to. to- de-louse a wig than it was. I was fascinated. I was like, oh, those wigs! All those men had sexually transmitted
3: diseases.
2: Yeah,
1: that makes, makes me think of the uh, the HBO miniseries John Adams, based on the uh, yeah, right. based on the book, right? Where they, I mean, they did <laughs> such a, a they did such a great job of making the uh, you know the colonial people, especially John Adams, just look so gross with the teeth and the and there was yeah. like zits and and crap from wearing the, the powdered uh, wigs on top of their scalps all day and the sweltering Philadelphia heat with the mosquitoes and everything like that. They just did a great job of making everyone look so repulsively gross. Yeah, it was
2: originally of... a, a vanity thing for people with syphilis to oh hide the God. fact that they had the, the balding and the sores from syphilis. Maybe yeah.
1: that explains Trump's hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows what that is. Yeah, who knows what's going on there. Well, that so, was
2: his own Vietnam, right? Avoiding sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> was his own Vietnam. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, by the way, I've uh, here uh, on the front page of Breitbart, another big banner headline, quote, you have nothing to worry about, colon, Trump tweets support for DACA illegals at Pelosi's request? <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. the, <laughs> that's the big headline at Breitbart right now. Yeah. And then a, then a sub-headline says, Nancy, colon, POTUS supports DREAM Act. So you can bet. I wonder what the comments are like under this, uh, under this Breitbart oh, article. Uh, yeah. Probably not good. Probably all about how Trump is now a rhino. He's a, the Democrats are now controlling the White House, which is just absolute nonsense. And you know what? This deal with uh, Pelosi and Schumer doesn't make me su- suddenly support Donald Trump. No, I mean, it's like a lot of people are hearing not. that. A lot of Democrats are hearing that online now. Oh, do you, uh, you're going to support Donald no. Trump now These no, no, no,
2: it's no. not how it works. You don't erase 70 years of something being a complete total. Yeah. I don't even want to use the word. I'm going to make you bleep it if I say it, but she's <laughs> a terrible human being, right? You don't erase that with one, like, you know, lazy day in the White House because he didn't know any better. I mean, that's. Like, he just doesn't know anything. And I'm good on good on Schumer and Pelosi for taking advantage of the fact that he doesn't know
1: anything. Well, they totally played him. him. I mean, what they did, what, they what did. this deal effectively does is instead of making, what, what Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary, wanted to do is he wanted to do another debt limit increase in 18 months. That's how right. far down the road he wanted to kick the next one. But what this does, this deal, and this is why Trump is such an idiot. He didn't even realize this. Trump doesn't understand this basic political premise, which is that, (laughs) by cutting this deal with the Democrats on the debt ceiling increases every three months, Mm -hmm. that makes the Republicans, who are politically handcuffed from actually really getting behind a debt limit increase. This makes the Republicans vote on a debt limit increase every three months instead of once. It's now going to be multiple times, which they're now, and going into a midterm and midterm primary season, the Republicans are going to have, they're going to be on record as having increased the debt limit several times at that point, which is just it's politically nightmarish for especially Republican House members who are uh, running for re-election. If they're not in a heavily de- gerrymandered district, these guys can end up being screwed by this deal because you know how the Republicans feel about the debt limit. This is the this is the thing that they play brinksmanship with. This is the thing that they demonize. This is the thing mm-hmm. that they they let uh, Obama have it over all of this. And I don't think. At least from their reaction, I think they're they're concerned that their people are going to hold them to their opposition to to increasing the debt limit. It's not going to suddenly switch like some of these other things. Well, now that they're in control, they can do whatever the hell they want. It's not going to be like right. that with the debt limit. This is going to be something that they that they that primary challengers from their right flank will be able to use against sitting Republicans. This is just such a colossal. Colossal disaster for the Republicans And it's all because Donald Trump Knows nothing
2: Nothing.
1: He is just He is such a colossal idiot Now there's one more thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up The uh, the free portion of the show And and I know mm-hmm. I'm, I really apologize We're running really long today uh, This new if NBC we'll to
2: talk about.
1: Yeah well this new NBC News Wall Street Journal poll With uh, various approval ratings Of uh, popular uh, Sort of A-list politicians right now Obama his approval disapproval is 5135 George W okay. Bush George W Bush 4530 Bernie Sanders 4430 Donald Trump 3652 Ugh. and Hillary Clinton 3053 now this is everyone's going around saying, "Well, this is what I mean, Hillary Clinton is less popular than Donald Trump. She must be really terrible. No wonder they lost the election last year. Well, first of all, they didn't. Lo- Hillary didn't lose the we election. Lose, right? She no. won the popular won vote. The popular and this is to me, this this poll underscores a couple of things: the fact that Hillary Clinton is less popular than all of these other politicians. Uh, out of those five uh, uh, presidential candidates slash presidents. Which one is not like the others? Well, the one who's a woman happens to have the lowest approval rating, despite Donald Trump being terrible, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. George W. Bush yeah. being terrible, et cetera, et cetera. This is a woman thing. This is uh, this is the natural bias against a strong uh, female leader in the United States. Plus, this is also, I think, a direct result of you know two years of Russian propaganda injected into the political bloodstream against hillary clinton so this is you you have disapproval not only coming from republicans who hate hillary clinton but half of the democrats who support bernie sanders and who still believe all of the propaganda that was funneled into their brains last year by russians and and the trump campaign including with those russians so that that explains that i think that's why and and anyone who goes around saying that this is hillary clinton uh, just being unpopular and she, because she's a, a bitch and you know, no one likes her. That is absolute BS. Uh, that woman is,
2: I will tell you, like you don't have to personally like her, but she's tough as nails. I'll give her that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That is the uh, free show. We're going to segue over to the Postmortem Show. Go to uh, bobsleska.com and click the Patreon link and subscribe, why don't you? It's only uh, $5 a month to get the Postmortem Show. That's two Postmortem Shows per week. a month gets you all that plus the after party $15 a month gets you uh, Everything I just mentioned plus an Unbeliefed commercial free version of this show so go And do that right now Jackie Scheckers at InvestigateRussia.org go and visit that site Right up